Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And this is a super spooky episode of... Tedrunk! I did it with you that time. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you. I appreciate you. I always just think What's that up? me jumping in is going to ruin the hoo. Oh, no. You I think going. it makes it better. It, it gives it it gives it levels. Ooh. Some, some real depth. Spooky levels. <laughs> so in this spooky shooter, I'm going to tell you about a terrifying figure from Iroquois folklore called the flying head. Oh, my God. I know. I will say I immediately saw like you can Google it and there are like creepy drawings of the flying head. But I immediately thought of the heads from Rick and Morty that come out of nowhere and just go like, show me what you got. And then you have to sing them a hit song. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I don't watch Rick and Morty, but I love that. That episode was incredible. The flying heads come up and they basically put Earth on like an American Idol, but on a galactic scale. And if you lose... You your planet gets vaporized like you're you're oh dead. Yeah. <laughs> so this this creature is nothing like that. He goes by many other names, including Big Head, which I also liked, um, and a bunch of others that I'm not going to try to pronounce because we all know that I'll just horribly butcher the native names. But before we get into the spooky legend, let's get a drink in your hands, right, drunkies? For this oh episode, God, yes, please. I found the perfect Native American shooter that you can drink along with the episode to quell your fears or make it Thanksgiving to remember that the holiday commemorates the first of many betrayals that the Native people suffered at the hands of invading Europeans. Now, <laughs> <laughs> this is really a cocktail recipe, so if you'd like to sip it instead of shoot it, that's totally fine. We accept all types of drinkers here. I'm a sipper, not a shooter. I feel like anything's a shooter if you put it in a small glass. Anything's a shooter if you believe hard enough. So (laughs) (laughs) what we're going to do is mix together some vodka, apple juice, and lime juice in a shaker with some ice, shake it all up, and then pour it into a shooter glass or maybe a dead drunk mason jar. Ooh, available in our shop in the show notes. You can garnish that with an apple slice if you want to get fancy and then enjoy. Sip it slowly, though, because we're about to get spooky. So, the flying head is a ravenous spirit that has been cursed with an insatiable hunger. The legend started spreading between the tribes of New York around our own Hudson Valley area. The Iroquois and Wyandotte, I'm probably not pronouncing that last one correctly, mythologies seem to have the most legends about the flying head, but we're going to hear some stories from some other native tribes that belong to the Iroquois convention, I believe. I don't know. There were like five tribes that made up the Iroquois group. The five. I don't know. The Europeans called them like the five nations, I think. But they called themselves the Iroquois collective or whatever. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, indigenous people. I am new to all this. So if I'm getting it all wrong, let me know. 
According to Iroquois folklore, before the arrival of the Europeans, an unknown tribe in New York State was suffering from a famine during an especially severe winter. Young members of the tribe started talking about migrating from the area, but since they were surrounded by hostile tribes, shifting their hunting grounds for a season wasn't really an option. Instead, they proposed a secret march to the Great Lake off to the west, believing that once they were safely beyond the lake, it would be easy enough to find a new home. The old men were opposed to this idea, though, saying that the idea of leaving their homeland and journeying through hostile territories was just pure madness. Which, same. (laughs) The elders also believed that the famine was a scourge sent by the master of life as a punishment for their crimes. They believed that if they stayed and endured the punishment, it would pass. But if they ran from it, the troubles would follow them forever. Seems like pretty solid logic, I think. Um, (laughs) Enraged by what they considered the old men's stubbornness and refusal to leave their homeland, the young men responded by killing the elders. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Then they had the problem of disposing their bodies to take care of. The young men wished to sanctify their actions in some way, so they offered the bodies as an offering to the master of life. I don't know why they thought the master of life would like all of these dead bodies, but... Yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, I don't... It it sounds like they were just trying to, like... Oh, wait, we can make these an offering and then it's all cool. Not. Yeah, no. The young men decapitated the bodies, burned them, and then bound all of the severed heads together to be drowned in the lake. While they were disposing of the bodies, one of the young chiefs who had helped plan the murders became entangled in the pile of severed heads and drowned in the lake with the heads. The legend says that bubbles and slime then appeared on the lake as a giant head that was much taller than any man, coated in thick black hair with wings and talons, rose out of the water. What the fuck? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I... Uh just in my head i heard that thing from i don't know reels or tiktok that goes like it was at this moment that they realized they (laughs) fucked up (laughs) yep so this this horrifying flying head immediately began hunting the unknown tribe and after destroying those responsible for the massacre it didn't stop Instead, the flying head started hunting and haunting the other tribes in the surrounding area, including the Iroquois Confederacy, which is what I was trying to say before, but I forgot the word. <laughs> Confederacy. There it is. Yeah. The Iroquois Confederacy consisted of five tribes, the Mohawk, Onondaga, Oneida, Cayuga, and Seneca. I definitely I got some of those. about that in third grade, actually. See? There you go. Yeah. I I was in a group project and I did all the work. I remember it was with this kid. Oh my God. His name started with a B. I don't know his name, but he had like an eye twitch. That was he, would, a... he would like, you know how people blink and then they do like one, like really big blink. Cause they have like a, that's what he did. Oh yeah. What was his that's name? so many details. Remember how many times we talk about how you can't remember like specific points in your life unless oh, yeah. something massive happened? Like you're so <laughs> scarred from having to do all of the work in that group project that you remember that kid whose name starts with a B and he had an I. His <laughs> name was something stupid like Brock, but like oh, more I was alternative. Gonna, I was gonna guess Bryce. Is it Bryce? No, <laughs> Bryson. It, it was it was like Brock, but it wasn't Brock. It was Brockton. like something. Barack. Oh, it was Barack. <laughs> I think. 
like Obama. I got it. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It was something weird. He had a twitch. That's all I remember. And he didn't do any work. Thanks a lot, Barack. <laughs> okay. Barack, if you're listening. <laughs> all right, back to the flying head. Sorry. Which <laughs> the flying head was also pretty bitter because after it destroyed all those people that like <laughs> responsible for the massacre, it moved on to these other five tribes. And that's why we get so many different legends about this creature. And I'm going to share a couple with you right now. Our first legend comes from the blog Mohawk Nation News. And fair warning, this one is a little bit sad. It involves animals. It made me sad. So have your shooter ready to go. Oh, also, I'm going to definitely mispronounce the native words in here. I apologize, but my bad. I'm going to do my best. Once upon a time, there was a young Ongwe Honwe hunter. See how I'm struggling, but I'm trying. He gave, <laughs> he gave all the game he caught to the needy widows and orphans. One sunny day, he took his new arrow and two dogs and left for the other end of his nation's territory. On this day, life in the forest seemed to have vanished. No birds were singing. No rabbits crossed his trail. Even the brooks were silent. Strangely, his dogs stayed close to his feet. As he made camp, he heard a strange wailing cry from the north. His dogs growled in fear. They warned him in their language that the hunter understood that a terrible monster was nearby. Run back to the village before he harms you, said one terrorized dog. I would like a talking dog. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Kind of lit, actually. He turned and ran back to his village. He could hear the long, piercing wail as the monster got closer. The hunter looked back. He saw a fiery head with large, round, yellow eyes, a long, hooked beak, and huge, open mouth. The creature had fiery, wavy hair and no body. Attached underneath were two scale-covered paws with long, curved, ugly claws. The monster jumped from tree to tree, leaving a wide burnt path through the forest. Soon the hunter could feel the creature's hot breath. One dog said, I am going back to fight it, even though I will never see you again. The hunter could hear his dog bark, growl, and scream in pain as he was eaten by the flying head. No, the stupid flying head. As he got near the village, he could hear the wailing cry of the creature. Sparks from its mouth surrounded him. His other dog said, I will go back to fight it. Once again, he heard his dog's yelp of pain as he was devoured. Then he heard the wailing monster getting close. His breath burnt a path through the forest. He could feel its huge eyes on him. He ran to a clearing in his village, stepped, stopped, and looked back. The big head bounded to the edge. Sparks flew from its mouth. Its yellow eyes glared in fiery hatred at the people. The people stood up against the evil facing them. With a terrible cry of anger, the monster suddenly turned and disappeared over the dark forest out of existence forever. Oh, my God. I know it got me really sad, but it's also really touching that the two dogs would sacrifice themselves for their master. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's what the idea is that had they not, it would have gotten their master. So... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this episode was brought to us in part by, you guessed it, the Drifting Souls. 
The Drifting Souls is a boutique that we love, and we think you guys will love them too. They sell drinkware, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and other cool things that make the perfect gift for your friends, family, or honestly for yourself. When I was browsing this morning, I had to seriously refrain from ordering everything on the site. The next thing I need is the shirt that says alcohol first, then relatives, because getting through any holiday like Thanksgiving without alcohol is not possible. We love that the Drifting Souls is a women-run business because, to quote True Crime Obsessed, say it with me, let the women do the work! Every order is also custom printed just for you, so you know you're getting the highest quality product every single time. If you order by December 6th, your order is guaranteed to arrive by Christmas, but why wait? Head over to thedriftingsouls.com to shop now and make sure to use our code D-E-A-D-D-R-U-N-K for 20% off at checkout. That's thedriftingsouls.com and use code DEADDRUNK at checkout for 20% off. So our next and last legend is actually the story of the Flying Head's defeat. And I found it on the Native Languages of the Americas website. It was originally told by the 18th century Seneca leader, Corn Planter. So this is right from Corn Planter's mouth. Love that for Corn Planter. (laughs) Imagine we had like Native American names. What would yours be? My mom always told me mine would be pointy nose little ears. If we're going off facial features, and mine would be big nose, hairy eyebrows, big nose, bushy eyebrows. <laughs> I love this journey for us. <laughs> big nose, levy eyebrows. That's what we can. Oh have. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm also in love with him on commercials. I'll like stay up and watch a commercial for no reason other than he's in it. Did you see he was in the Sexiest People Alive issue of People? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, this is a very niche market of sexy, <laughs> but I I appreciate that you're recognizing it. <laughs> Have you seen him in those commercials? The, like, un- unlimited browsing for something. I don't know. But the commercial's about unlimited browsing, and it just slowly zooms in on his eyebrows. And he's oh like, my God, he no, was I like... He was like, is this whole thing just about my eyebrows? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> he kills That's me. Amazing. He's also in a new Hulu movie with Kristen Stewart. I saw that. It looks funny. I really want to watch it. It's just so strange that Kristen Stewart's in it. I know. And I wouldn't think I would find it funny, but I keep rewatching the trailer where he's like, have they met a lesbian? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just despise her, but it's okay. I don't have that strong a feeling for her. I no, she just like <laughs> she she just has one facial expression all the time, and I'm like, why? That's true. No, she has two. There's one for action where she looks kind of constipated, and then there's one normally where she doesn't look like she's feeling anything. There are two. Kristen Stewart. I think faces. she looks constipated pretty much all the time. That's fair. It's like <laughs> the girl on Vine that was like, Kristen Stewart, what's your favorite flavor ice cream? And she was like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that that's man and matthews i think right maybe i don't know i think so she was she looked very similar to me to uh gabby hannah but i distinguished Ugh. them by man and matthews was funny and gabby <laughs> 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 fucking lasered gabby hannah <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> oh my god on another note pretty disappointed that neve didn't win dancing with the stars who won I don't know whoever the other person was. Maybe was it, it Caitlin from Bachelorette? 
Say her full name. Caitlin Bristow. I think so. <gasps> wow, I love that for her. Um, <laughs> she she is dating this other guy that's from Buffalo that was on The Bachelorette. Um, not on her season, but they have two uh, golden retriever rescues. Oh, that's so cute. Also, they're who from... gives up a golden retriever? What idiot? Well, no, no, no. They they're not like they're um they're from this organization called Bunny's Buddies, and I want to adopt a dog from there because oh, right, is that um India that the dogs come from, or where they're from um korea mm-hmm. yeah she won um they're from korea and they rescue them from like slaughterhouses oh yeah you told me about that that's yeah it is legal over there to like do that to dogs to like eat them yeah but if they don't have the proper paperwork then it, they can be rescued. So this organization like goes in and if the, if the places don't have the paperwork, they rescue the dog. So they always have like so many dogs in need of homes. And so if you're in um, New York or in California, I believe are the two places that they will ship dogs to. Um, so I'm like the minute I get my own house in the backyard, I am adopting one. That's a good plan. It's mostly golden retrievers, but they have like a bunch of other dogs too. So I wonder why it's mostly golden retrievers. That seems yeah I don't know but they're beautiful wow they're beautiful dogs so yeah and I will get off my soapbox so we can listen to evil spirits again right our last legend about the flying head from 18th century Seneca leader corn planter just wanted to remind you about corn planter it's not from either one of our terrible names <laughs> corn planter <laughs> okay. There were many evil spirits and terrible monsters that hid in the mountain caves when the sun shone, but came out to vex and plague the red men when storms swept the earth or when there was darkness in the forest. Among them was a flying head, which, when it rested upon the ground, was higher than the tallest man. It was covered with a thick coating of hair that shielded it from the stroke of arrows. The face was very dark and angry, filled with great wrinkles and horrid furrows. Long black wings came out of its side, and when it rushed through the air, mournful sounds assailed the ears of the frightened men and women. On its underside were two long, sharp claws with which it tore its food and attacked its victims. The flying head came oftenest to frighten the women and children. It came at night to the homes of the widows and orphans and beat its angry wings upon the walls of their houses and uttered fearful cries in an unknown tongue. Then it went away. And in a few days, death followed and took one of the little family with him. The maiden to whom the flying head appeared never heard the words of a husband's wooing or the prattle of a papoose, for a pestilence came upon her and she soon sickened and died. One night, a widow sat alone in her cabin. From a little fire burning near the door, she frequently drew roasted acorns and ate them for her evening meal. She did not see the flying head grinning at her from the doorway for her eyes were deep in the coals and her thoughts upon the scenes of happiness in which she dwelt before her husband and children had gone away to the long home. The flying head stealthily reached forth one of its long claws and snatched some of the coals of fire and thrust them into its mouth, for it thought that these were what the woman was eating. With a howl of pain it flew away and the red men were never afterwards troubled by its visits. So oh my God. the idea is that the flying head 
saw this woman eating acorns or chestnuts by the fire, grabbed coal instead because that's what it thought she was eating, and then put it in its mouth and freaked out because it hurt it, and then never bothered the Native Americans again because it thought they were so powerful that they could eat coal. Burning coals. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) But you should remember to respect your elders or the flying head might return and swallow you up. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed it. I figured I'd go into Native American legends. So as it's Thanksgiving and I feel like not enough attention is put on Native Americans during the time of Thanksgiving. When no, it's not. Really, we should be talking about them a lot more. I don't know if you guys... Because that's like literally why we celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. I don't know if you guys have ventured this far into Instagram in our quarantine, but I'm pretty much on it. On the reg. So I <laughs> am obsessed with reels. And what I found is that there's a whole subsection of Instagram called like indigenous reels or like indigenous Instagram, indigenous TikToks. It's just... Native American people sharing their culture. And it's amazing. It's amazing. That's so awesome. It's awesome. There are a couple different accounts. The one I'm remembering right now is Notorious Cree. C-R-E-E. That's an Instagram account if you want to go there. And they're very, like, educational. They tell they tell you about the, the garb and their moccasins and the different tribal traditions that they have. That's so cool. It is. It's really cool. Really, like, there's a lot to be said on the con side of social media, but there's also a lot to be said for the pro. You can oh, really yeah. educate people. So, and TikTok has written a Ratatouille musical. So there's that. I saw that the guy. I just followed the guy who wrote "Be More Chill" because he was like rapping the Ratatouille thing. Joe Iconis. <laughs> I. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I saw another Broadway producer on TikTok today that was like, please let me produce it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. I can't I'm so it. excited for Ratatouille. So. This is going to be amazing. But also. Remy, the Ratatouille, the ride of all my dreams. But also, remember that 200 years ago, the Europeans came here and absolutely destroyed the Native American people for literally no reason. So. Preach. That's all I have to say. And now I'm done with my soapbox. Woohoo. So many soapboxes, so little time, you know? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Stay spooky. <laughs> but respectful, because the flying head could still eat you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>